Welcome to Blind Date with a Book, the podcast where three literary matchmakers set you up with your next great read using only dating app questions like, do you consider yourself a romantic? What is your dream Saturday? If tattoos only lasted one year, what would you get? What's your go-to karaoke song? This is Blind Date with a Book. Prepare to fall in love. Welcome to Blind Date with a Book, the podcast that sets you up with your book meet cute. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Mans McKenney, and I'm an author and book reviewer from the Midwest. I'm Elena Nicolau, and I'm the culture editor of Oprah Daily. I'm Kristen Evans, a book critic and culture writer based in Cleveland, Ohio. Today, we're setting up Ariana Romero. We use our extremely scientific process of examining answers to dating app questions to help Ariana make a match with a great book. Ariana Romero is the senior TV critic at Refinery29, specializing in streaming TV, reality shows like The Bachelor, and Latinx-led entertainment. Some of her favorite recent reads were Boyfriend Material and Mexican Gothic. And though she's been trying to get into slouching towards Bethlehem, she has not been able to do that. She loves brunch, does not love classic books, and could give an on-the-spot TED Talk about how everything, yes, everything, is actually a soap opera. Ariana, welcome to the show. Hi, that was such a good intro. Thank you. I sound very fancy. You are quite (laughs) fancy. So what is it like to work in TV criticism? What's your average day like? It's, It's writing all day. It's not sleeping a ton. And it's when you're not writing, you're watching TV or talking to someone about how you watch TV and now have to write about it. So Ariana, your job is literally watching TV for work. And how do you explain to people that like that's actually a job? Mostly it's, well, it's not annoying because it happens all the time, but it's a little frustrating when people go, oh my God, you watch TV for work? That must be so fun. That's my dream job. Like I, <laughs> like I test mat, like, you know, there are people who are like, oh, you could test mattresses for a living or something. I know in my heart, those people have hard jobs. We all think they have amazing jobs, but it's probably hard. So yeah. very similar. I'm like, I love watching TV, but you know, when you have to wake up at 4am to write about Grey's Anatomy, which I enjoy doing. It's not the dream job everybody thinks it is. Well, it's your job to shepherd us through the ever-enlarging world of content because there is so much TV out there. And we're a book recommendation podcast, but how would we're relying on you to recommend TV for us. So are there any like classic shows that you recommend or current shows that you recommend our listeners to check out? Throwback shows. Not enough people talk about Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal is like the foremother to so many shows that you low-key already love. So like- Watch Allie McBeal as like quote unquote classic. I mean, at this point, it's what 25 years old is classic. Um, new shows, it bothers me that nobody's talking about White Lotus on HBO. It's on HBO Max. I mean, you can watch it on HBO Max, and HBO would love it if you watched it on HBO Max, but it's a <laughs> proper HBO show. It's it's like a summer beach read as a show that like only your smart friends would watch. So I, I'm obsessed with it. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get to our recommendations, but we do have one more question for you. I think we're totally vibing with what you're vibing with, but what keeps you from reading? The the words, the words, and also um, the TV, the words and the TV, many would say that would, that would be the two things. I mean, I watch TV as I eat. If I'm not eating with another person, I am watching TV when I eat. So that's where I'm at. You need a separate day for TV. You should have every day of the week and then a day of the week for just watching TV so you can catch up. 
I mean, I've kind of been building that into my my lifestyle schedule at this point. But also, like, I have shows that I love that have nothing to do with what I'm writing. So those shows are very special to me. Can you give us a hint about one of those? Oh, I could, I could, I could tell you straight up. It's Grey's Anatomy. I've written a little bit about Grey's Anatomy since I started watching it, but I got to Refinery at 2017, and I just started watching Grey's Anatomy live. I'd never seen it before. I'd never been interested in it really, and I just jumped in and I've been writing about it for over four years, but. I never actually watched the beginning of Grey's Anatomy. So I started it in December around Christmas when everyone was locked in their homes in LA and terrified of COVID because it was the worst. We were like the worst in the country at that point. So I just locked myself in my house and started Grey's Anatomy. Now I'm at season 12. <laughs> That's wow. impressive. <laughs> okay, ladies, our picks have to compete with Shonda Rhimes. So oh, just setting the yes. tone there. But we all, personally, in my life, I am at the post-Shonda portion of Grey's. So... You are no longer competing with the, the you know, thematic heights of Shonda at this point. Fantastic. Okay, well, I can't wait to get started. Ariana, over the next two rounds, we'll each introduce you to a book that we love. We get points based on how much you like the date we set you up on, but you win no matter what. One of us is going to win by being this week's best matchmaker. And if we win, we get to play to put our favorite indie bookstores in our show notes. So today I'm going to be playing for a room of one's own bookstore in Madison, Wisconsin. Elena, who are you playing for? I am playing for Words Bookstore in Maplewood, New Jersey. And how about you, Kristen? I just went on vacation to New England, so I'm going to be playing for Ebenezer Books in Johnson, Vermont. Excellent. Okay, Ariana. I love all these local bookstores. That's wonderful. Do you have a bookstore that you like where you are at? I order from Chevaliers a lot in uh, Larchmont, and my roommate's favorite bookstore is Last Bookstore. Excellent. Uh, such a good one. Okay, Ariana, get ready for your literary meet cute. Let's hear about your first pick, Elena. Okay, Ariana, my first pick for you is You Had Me at Ola by Alexis Daria. And I would venture to guess you may have already read this book because it's pretty much everything your questionnaire said you wanted. Um, you wrote that you deliver that you would deliver an on-the-spot TED talk trying to prove that everything is a soap opera and that you genuinely don't want to read sad stuff, which is why a charming rom-com set in the world of soap operas might be appealing. You Had Me at Ola follows two actors cast in a crossover telenovela meant to engage both English and Spanish speakers. This is Jasmine Lynn Rodriguez's first role after a breakup scandal that became big news, and she's acting alongside Ashton Suarez, a total telenovela legend looking to break into Hollywood. The book kind of reads like something that Jane from Jane the Virgin might write. It features good things happening to good people, big close-knit families, and a clever meta-twist about it being a romance about the making of a romance. Plus, the fact that they're filming a TV show really works as a plot device. Their off-camera chemistry bleeds into the scenes they're filming, blurring the lines of real life and fiction. And since you're a TV critic and you've been to TV sets, you may enjoy imagining a romance unfurling on one. Because let's be real, this kind of thing probably happens all the time. So that's my first pick, You Had Me at Ola by Alexis Daria. All right. So Elena's first pick is You Had Me at Ola. Kristen, go ahead with your first round pick. Alrighty. Ariana, I know you're busy watching too much TV for work and dreaming of that Ibiza vacation, but I was also <laughs> intrigued by your love of the novel Mexican Gothic, and I did get an insider hint from Elena that your favorite TV show of all time is Supernatural. Is that right? That is correct. It's on yes. a different level than like, to me, it's like a touchstone of like my brain as opposed to like the way that I love Jane the Virgin as like a show. <laughs> 
I got it. Okay. It's also my sister's favorite TV show. So I feel like I really like locked into that part of your personality or tried to. <laughs> um, so essentially I went with a novel that basically mixes all of these elements together. And I arrived at Sea Monsters by Chloe Arithis. Sea Monsters is about a gothy teenage girl named Louisa from Mexico City. She wears all black and she's obsessed with finding a troop of Ukrainian dwarves that have escaped from the circus. Um, it's kind of got like Los Spookies vibes a little bit, but it's more kind of quiet and introspective than the complete off the wall bonkersness of Los Spookies, I would say. Anyway, one day she convinces an older boy, Tomas, to travel to Oaxaca on a quest to find those dwarves. This book is driven by vignettes, so you always feel like you're moving forward even when things get strange, and they definitely do. It's also great at capturing that teenage feeling of wanting something you can't quite name or understand. So if you're looking for something beachy but surreal, strange, and uncategorizable, this is the book for you. Okay, Kristen's first round pick is Sea Monsters by Chloe Aritis. Okay, for my first round pick, you say in your questionnaire that you are the queen of elaborate outlines yes. and that you love for good things to happen. So can I present you with a book that definitely fits that vibe? Yes. How yes. to Fail at Flirting is a 2020 debut romance novel that follows Professor Naya Turner as she makes a personal dare to let herself loose for one evening. It tells you a lot about Naya that her kind of letting loose includes making a to-do list of activities like letting someone buy her drink. So that night she meets Jake, who makes her laugh, and with some of the nerdiest, punniest banter I've ever read in romance, and who begins to chip away at her defenses and helps her check off some of the sexier items on her to-do list. Naya's been hurt by an ex abusive ex-boyfriend, and while in, when her professional life at the college intersects with Jake's, she has to figure out if she can throw away some of her rules that protected her heart in order to let it heal again. Spoiler alert, it's going to be a happy ending. And it is steamy, sweet, and punny. Denise Williams is a master of the buttoned-up woman meets smoldering cinnamon roll of a guy in this book, um, How to Feel It Flirting. Okay, so your first round picks are Elena's, which is You Had Me at Ola by Alexis Daria. Kristen's first round pick, which is Sea Monsters by Chloe Aridis. Or my first round pick, How to Fail at Flirting by Denise Williams. I am frightened by how good you guys are at this. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> um, those are all so good that I'm like, like I feel bad that I can only pick one, which means you're all really good at this. <laughs> um, I think off the bat, Elena's like really captured me, but also she talks to me the most. So she knows all of the weird things in my head. There was a show called Telenovela about probably six years ago, maybe starring um, Eva Longoria and it was so good and I'm still so sad that it's gone mm. that I feel like you had me at Ola is like a trip back to this thing that I miss a lot that I, I think I think that's what I'd go with but also I love the other two choices and I feel like I'm going to read them in my life anyway because I loved Los Spookies and anything around there I will consume because there's just not enough of it that a it's not back yet and b Nothing is like Los Spookies. Maybe closest is what we do in the shadows. But yeah, totally. Yes. But also it's that's also so specific in itself that nothing is like either of those shows, but maybe they're cousins. And then, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely cousins. They're definitely cousins. And then the third one, it reminds me a lot of what I'm currently reading, which is Get a Life, Chloe Brown. And I'm loving but the problem with Get a Life, Chloe Brown is that I get so jealous of the main the main character that I can't read it. 
because I get jealous. Because she's living, she's like just that she has this super hot guy and like they're flirting and like he loves her and they're just having a great time and they're figuring it out and they're both so obsessed with each other. They're sending all these emails and living a life and it's like the world only just opened up and I started reading this when the world was still not open and I was like, how dare they have a nice time and be hot how i'm in my house <laughs> rude <laughs> exactly i was like totally. I, I, I can barely date people this isn't fair so you should um, just read pandemic fiction then oh my, oh my god i can't deal with it i need just i don't know what i need but i just i think she was so close to like what i would like specifically that i was like this is too powerful you know <laughs> call up talia like- hibbert have her conjure you a man but yes I think I'm going to go if you had me at Ola, but I love all of these and I know I'll end up reading them at some point. I have to tell you that um, when I ran to the outline and was about to put in my picks and I saw that Elena had already claimed you had me at Ola, I actually swore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really wanted to get the outline early. I was like, come on, Rachel, send the outline because I had to put it in and I was like, shoot, someone's going to get this book. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little competitive. Yeah, we got competitive about who got to have that one because literally, yeah, I am not surprised at all that at the end of the first round, Elena got the first pick. Um, and so she gets 20 points. This Elena round. with the quickness. Yes. It's the only thing I'm fast at. So thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, excellent. So that would be the end of round one with Elena leading with 20 points. Okay, welcome back for round two of Ariana's choices here. It's a new round, same point system, and brand new picks. Okay, Elena, do you want to lead us off? Absolutely. Okay, Ariana, in your questionnaire, you mention your best friend a lot, and you also (laughs) obviously mention your career as a journalist. Fittingly, my second pick is about a group of seven friends, all of whom met in journalism school. The novel I'm talking about is The Dirty Girls Social Club by Alyssa Valdez. It was a big hit when it came out in 2003. You can think of it as a grown-up version of The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants or a way more diverse Sex in the City. The friends in the book call themselves the Sucias, which means dirty girls in Spanish, in an irreverent attempt to defy stereotypes of what a Latina woman is supposed to be, because all of them are Latina, but from different backgrounds. One is a Cuban Jew, one is Afro-Colombian, one is the Mexican-American founder of a magazine, and so on. The characters all switch off narrating each chapter so you can see what's really going on in their lives and how how their friends perceive them accurately or inaccurately. The effect is you really feel like you're spying on a friend group and that you're kind of part of it. I got so attached to these characters, partly because all of their voices are so strong and distinct. I will say this, though, as a warning. You wrote that you only like good things to happen, and I can't promise that in this book. Rather, like stuff happens. A lot of stuff happens. Life happens, and the book doesn't shy away from it. It touches on colorism, homophobia, and even domestic abuse. But the writing is buoyant, and you'll genuinely feel like friendship is the best medicine when you're done. So that is The Dirty Girl Social Club by Alyssa Valdez. All right. So Elena's round two pick is The Dirty Girl Social Club by Alyssa Valdez. Okay, Kristen, what's your round two pick? All right, I am determined to be like the the goth kid at the rom com like competition, <laughs> basically. So I'm not giving up. Um, if I'm ever looking to recommend something fun, propulsive, and ever so slightly spooky, I never go wrong with Kate Reculia's Bellwether Rhapsody. 
This novel is set in the 90s at a spooky old hotel a la The Shining, where a bunch of high school band nerds are readying for a state music festival. There's just one problem. Okay, there's two problems. The hotel is probably haunted by a murder-suicide from a decade ago, and there's a blizzard that's just snowed everyone inside. The primary narrators are teenage Alice, who is a singer, and her less popular twin brother Rabbit, who is a bassoonist. Uh, But when Rabbit stands up to their eccentric conductor, the ultra-famous Fisher Brody, he's suddenly catapulted to the top of the cool kids list. So as she's struggling with their switching social status, Alice starts seeing ghosts, basically. (laughs) And the the novel switchbacks between what happened in the past and the sort of unfolding mystery of the present. It's also, in addition to a mystery, a heartwarming tale of self-acceptance and there's nothing better if you're looking to lose yourself in a book and have a little bit of a thrill while you do it. Okay, so Kristen's round two pick is Bellwether Rhapsody by Kate Braculia. All right, for my round two pick, um, you probably know more about TV than I could ever hope to understand. <laughs> so I think you'll understand the inside baseball or really inside reality show that's going on in The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran. This book takes place in the world of a bacheloresque reality show called Ever After. When the new bachelor for the season, Charlie, turns out to be an anxious, awkward hottie out there to improve his image to get back to work in the tech industry, not fall in love, the producer and contestant handler Dev Deshpande steps in to work his behind-the-scenes magic. That magic wasn't supposed to include getting so close to the contestant, and their practice dates that were supposed to help relieve Charlie's anxiety quickly reveal real chemistry between them. The Charm Offensive zeroes in on the heteronormativity of shows like The Bachelor, plus adds in hilarious banter and honest discussions of mental health. I'm not lying when I say that this book has it all. And best of all, it's a 2021 fall debut, September to be exact. So you can have the smug satisfaction of choosing to love this book before it has charmed everyone else. Okay, so our round two picks are The Dirty Girl Social Club by Alyssa Valdez, Bellwether Rhapsody by Kate Raculia, or The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran. Amazing. These are, again, such spooky good choices that I'm freaked out. Um, the Dirty Go- Girls Social Club. I think I would want to read that when, like a year after the world is normal again and like we can deal with hard things. Because with what I write about, I'm waking up at five in the morning to be like, time to write about racism on The Bachelor again. <laughs> that I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's a big part of my life, legitimately. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, I don't think I can do anything hard for fun yet. Maybe one yeah. day. It's also why I don't like, unless I have to watch something for work, it's why I don't like say watch Handmaid's Tale anymore. Because unless you write it, write about it for work, it's too dark. It's too grim. It's too punishing. I, I would prefer not to. Um, with the bellwether, what is the bellwether what? Rhapsody. 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 Um, I also just think that's adorable. And I would, I, that's a thing that I would definitely just read for actually, no, I want to read that for spooky season. I'm going to read that in October. <laughs> but it's a great spooky season book. I cannot wait. That's also when I read Mexican Gothic, I was like, okay, I, for October, I watched a different horror movie every weekend and I read Mexican Gothic and it was really fun. But the obvious winner, because I'm me, is the charm offensive. (laughs) (laughs) And um, as I said, The Bastard legitimately rules my life in many, many ways. Uh, It also just reminds me of Unreal, which is a show that I love. And much like I said with Telenovela, I miss Unreal. I also miss Unreal when it was at its best, which was the first season. So I would love to read anything in that world all of the time. 
Also, I like that it's a queer romance, which is something I've been enjoying with books that Elena recommends me, Boyfriend Material, um, and uh, all the other ones that I'm constantly reading. So this And I've been super, super impressed. I've never had a book that I've read that had really good ace representation, too. Um, and so I think it's really interesting to walk that line in romance and see how it, it's really, really well done. Yeah, I don't think in anything I've read, at least off the top of my head, really has had that so I would be really curious to see how that's handled in a book because it should be handled in a book and also so much more of pop culture but at least I can start there yeah being it my friend Lily just wrote a good essay for bustle about ace representation in romance novels so if you're listening to this you should go google Lily Herman and find her article it's so good yes it'll be on her author page on bustle Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I started reading Charm Offensive. Charm Offensive is so good, so charming, literally. I really think you're going to love it. And when I saw Rachel put that down, I'm like, yep, all right, she's winning the round. (laughs) I'm very predictable. I think I'm famously predictable in my mind. Battle of the Rom-Coms this episode. I'm a big fan. Okay, where this puts us is at the end of these two rounds. Elena has 20 points. Kristen has zero points, but she has been... Uh, adopted for spooky season so I feel oh, like that's silly. an extra 10 points those I'm are just like vibing over here with my black nail polish is cool. <laughs> <laughs> season like I cannot wait to do this in like two months and then I also have 20 points so where we're at is that right now Elena and I are tied so in order to break the tiebreaker if you were on in a dating app and you had two people who you were equally interested in the personalities of let's be real you'd go with the hot person So we are going to have you open up a browser window and look at the book covers of the two winning reads. And we're also going to describe them out loud. um, And you'll be able to pick the winner today based on our winning book cover. All right, well, I can go first describing the cover for the Charm Offensive. So the Charm Offensive is a gorgeous salmon pink colored cover with cute script on it across the top. I love in this cover that you can see the rigging for the set, which reminds you all the time that reality shows are definitely scripted, definitely staged, but then also very real in the way the two characters are looking at one another on the cover. We've got Dev off to the side. He's holding his clipboard. He's got a little uh, lanyard on and his headset, and he's definitely caught the eye of Charlie, who's center stage, looking cute in his suit with the silhouettes of the women behind them. So that's the cover for the Charm Offensive. And how about you go next, Elena? So the cover for You Had Me at Ola is one of my favorite covers ever, I would say, because it's just, it's art. It is gorgeous. Like, first of all, the two cartoons, I don't know if it's weird to say that they're hot, but like they are. (laughs) And they're like, they're totally hot. And they're in this, like, it looks like they're blending into each other, bleeding into each other. It's a real like telenovela grip. And then the, um, lines you had me at Ola like it it, the title kind of also looks like it's hugging the characters and then the author name looks like they're hugging it's all just one big embrace very interesting cartoon um it's different than other covers that are around in the rom-com sphere and it's very distinct very sultry kind of looks like um a vacation like I want to walk into this cover I love it all right so Ariana whose cover is the hottest (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say it's obvious. <laughs> you Had Me at Ola is a sexy, sexy cover. It's also, it it always had the Charm Offensive beat because the color of the background is the color of my sheets. 
It's the color of everything I own. It is the color of the feather boa I have on my, um, on my, what is that called? It's the color of the feather boa I have my, like, clothes hanging on. It's just everything in my room is this color. What, what is the color? Can you describe it's like, it? Uh, it's the, uh, it's, it's deep coral. That's how I describe it. Or, like, it's not exactly mm. magenta, because in my op- opinion, magenta is a little purpley. But it's, like, a beautiful deep coral. It's my favorite color, <laughs> other than gold, which is also in this cover. Gold is the Leo power color. Gold so is- those are all very Leo right, colors. That's right. Gold is my absolute favorite color. And then this deep coral is my other favorite color. And also this guy is so beautiful. Look at him. He is. He's super He's like, beautiful. <laughs> I think that more rom-com covers of somebody who like has a lot of them around should be this detailed and how beautiful the characters are because they're very often like general shapes. I also just like how it almost brings some of the romanticism of the old school covers that had real people on them for the embrace it's like the next step up from that in cartoon form like it it harkens yeah. back to that which is kind of cool but the charm offensive cover is also very pretty if you really look at the guys they're like very handsomely drawn like it's- oh my gosh is this like a cartoon like beauty contest it really <laughs> and I've, I've judged it and i think all of the contestants are gorgeous it's just some are more detailed than others <laughs> all right well because of your choice that means that today we'll be sh- linking in the show notes to words bookstore in maplewood new jersey congrats word bookstore and elena yay thank you so much for crowning me ariana i had been needing a, that sort of boost so thank you you're so welcome you got- I hope everybody else gets to have friends on though. Cause I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, they deserve- yeah, I know it's an advantage. I'm sorry, everybody. It's okay. It's okay. I'll have my chance. <laughs> Ariana, thank you so, so much for joining us today. And I hope that your book dates are wonderful and you can obviously update us afterwards. So where can we find you on the internet? Um, at refinery29.com on my author page. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely filled with things about The Bachelor, but also Netflix. If you ever have questions about either, boy, am I available. Um, Beyond that, my at on Instagram and Twitter are both underscore Ariana Romero, because the regular at Ariana Romero on Twitter has been had by this random woman who does not even use Twitter for since 2009. She's driving me mad. So I'm at underscore Ariana Romero. Fantastic. Okay, Elena, where can we find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Elena Wonders, like the verb. And then you can find me on Instagram at the same handle or um, at Books and Elena. And Kristen, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter all of the time at, at Paper Alphabet, P A P E R Alphabet. And you can find me at rm mckenney or at rachel mans mckenney on instagram you can also find all the books today that we recommended as well as lots of fun other content on our website blinddatewithabookpod.com or at book meet cute on twitter and instagram please follow us and tell us all the books that you have fallen in love with recently thanks for listening to blind date with a book Our show is produced and co-hosted by Kristen Evans, Rachel Mance McKenney, and Elena Nicolau. Our showrunner is Rachel Mance McKenney, and our sound editor is Elena Nicolau. Kristen Evans handles web design and newsletter production. Our theme music was written by Alex Bozzi, and our logo was designed by Chelsea Hill. If you like today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review Blind Date with a Book on Apple Podcasts. Ratings make it even easier for other listeners to find us and join the fun. 
We'll be back in two weeks with a new guest and more books to recommend. Until then, we hope you're falling for the next book on your TBR pile, whatever it might be.